In this discussion, I'm actually joined by one of my dear friends, Eric Wu, who's the director and main broker at Realway Finance. Now, what's cool about having Eric Wu on the show is that he's an accomplished investor himself. And this is something you'll notice I like to do when I do catch up with various investors and professionals is to ensure that most of them, if not all of them, do have a portfolio themselves as well. And the power here is that they get to share more, not just from a perspective of what they do for work, but always link it back to their own journey, their own thinking, their own portfolio. Now, Eric's built a multi-million dollar property portfolio for himself. He's been investing for many, many years, I think going back to, uh, you know, close to the GFC days as well. And uh, when it comes to the time he's had here, the clients he's served, having his input from a finance perspective is obviously valued. He goes through a few key principles when it comes to the finance world, which is all about that sort of preparation planning and thinking ahead long term. Now, all seem like some of the simple things, but often forgotten, which is what I what I see day to day when I do look after many clients as well. Now, if you do find value in Eric's, I guess, your findings, thoughts, tips, it's important to, you know, get amongst a community that he's built because this community that he's built alongside some of the admins and one of the Facebook groups I'm also quite active on has been very popular with nearing, I think, 15 to 20,000 members. So that's Property Talk Australia. And in that Facebook group, you'll also find Eric pretty active, myself pretty active, and we all catch up from time to time just to make sure we're providing some value, some recent data, research, facts, and just answering questions as part of a community. So if that's of interest to you and you enjoy today's chat, definitely jump in. It's a free group, lots of great questions, thoughts, opinions in there, and a safe community, most importantly. Eric, it's great to have you on, my friend from Real Way Finance. And I know, Eric, uh, it's been a great journey that me and you've had personally for many, many years in terms of knowing each other. But it's now time to let the folks at Investikit Podcast and everyone tuning in get to know a little bit more about you and what you do in the world of finance. So, Eric, without any delay from my side, I might hand the mic over to you to tell us a little bit about uh, who you are, what you do, and uh, a bit about your investing journey, because I think there's so much to learn from you and your investing experience in today's discussion. Oh, thanks, Arjun. Thanks for inviting me to, to, to be on your podcast. I'm very honored. Thank you so much. Look, where do we start? <laughs> it's kind of a long story. We know each other for many, many years. <laughs> We have so many neutral clients. Look, I really admire what you have done. I wish I am 20 years younger. Time can go back. I can learn from you as well. <laughs> oh, is, man, too it, kind. No, nah, it's true. It's some of uh, the things I heard from uh, our neutral client about you as well. Okay. Look, a little bit about me. Look, you, you probably can hear from my accent. I'm a migrant. So when we come here, it was wife and me and both adults already. It's hard to get rid of an accent. We, we start buying a property around about um, 2007. So that, that's the first home most people started. Then gradually, we um, release some equity and, um, and buy new ones and rinse and repeat. Look, we, we were never thought about we will be an investor from the beginning. It's what we call accidental investors. Yeah, we, we see the work as less rinse and, rinse and repeat. Yeah, so let, let, that's how we get started. In, in terms of my what I do, so look, we have as a new migrant, we change many careers, different try, different work. So we settle on the um, a finance business, which we started um, from six, seven years ago. Look, it's kind of a finance, um, this investing, it's kind of work well with what were my experience. When people talk about property investing, for most of us folks on the property side, we look a little bit deeper as actual finance. Yeah, the property is actual vehicle to realize your financial goals. 
That's a, it's actually a really good point because on the finance side, very few of us in Australia are running around with a million bucks cash to buy a house. So I think no. like <laughs> it's so true that you say it starts there with finance. Mm. And I guess was that the core passion piece for you that first started to say, hey, look, this is the part I had to navigate so difficulty through different interest rate environments, through different mm. incomes, different jobs, as you said, before going into this. Was that a big part of what aligned the passion to say, hey, now I'm going to be in this world so I can help others do the same? Yeah, look, I think you summarized really well. Look, for me, I, I like numbers, okay, like the strategy kind of stuff. So when you look at it, you kind of people's income, where they add, the bank's policy, deposit, the borrowing, it's all, it's all like you put everything like a jigsaw puzzle together. The puzzle itself is not, it's not set. It's kind of, um, it mm. depends on the person's goal, then you have a different strategy. Like when you, when you do, let's say, let's say one person wants to buy something, or they have a financial goal they want to realize, you reverse engineer what they can do and what they should do. Mm. Yeah, sometimes. And that's a that's a powerful theme, Eric. Like reverse engineering. How many people actually do that? Everyone talks about it. Everyone's there, but it's such a good thing that you raise because so many people are focused on what's the next, what's the next, what's the next. But then you're always mm. talking about, hey, hold on a minute. Can we think of the end and come back? Yeah, look, I, I think you probably do that all the time as well, right? I was thinking, so when, when people approach you, let's ask you, Arjun, what can I buy? You, you probably want to ask them, well, you would. You would have already done that already. You probably ask them, well, look, look, guys, let's have a think of what do you actually want to do before we say, what will you buy next? The purchase thing is easy, but the long-term effect of one single purchase uh, is actually can improve or can detrimental to your final goals. Mm, it's a great point. And mm. Eric, when you look at your own journey now, if we fast forward from starting the initial journey at 2007, which by the way, it's like one year into it, two years into it, the GFC knocks on your door and you've got so much going on in the world. So that's a pretty interesting time to start as well. Yeah, it did, But then yeah. now you come to 2016, 2017, you've started the business. And I guess when you look at your portfolio today, if you don't mind sharing just high level in terms of the, the number of properties or the diversity, the overall portfolio value, because I, I do find inspiration as well, Eric, in speaking to you about your journey as it's someone who I've learned a lot of as well. Oh, thank you. You're very kind, Arjun. Look, I'll give you some, some very uh, brief figure. We have a, a portfolio around about seven to eight mil, depending on which day you look at it, all right? <laughs> the markets are different. <laughs> uh, I would say the LVR is between 50 to 55, 60%. Mm. Yeah, uh, depending on which day you look at it. They're all, all different, yeah. And, and you've sped this across a couple of different states as well. So I think that's something I enjoy looking at your portfolio. You've had diversity, you've had size of portfolio, and you've had time, and you've had lower debt levels. That's a great combination of it all because it's so much learning that you can give across the client base that you have too. Yeah, look, I, I want to say Lenny is, is shared experience because where I started at different times, it's, it's more experience we share, probably make other people less chance to make mistakes. Mm. Yeah, so look, we all probably went across two states, uh, New South Wales and, and Queensland. I would say most of them have doubled, some tripled even more. Look, again, it's a time in the market. I didn't think we bought at the perfect time, not, not a chance, because when we started, we, we didn't have any idea what we were doing, really. <laughs> it just feels like when you buy something, oh, this is an asset that will grow with a hope it would grow. Back then, there was a lot, very few like bias agent. Okay, there was a very minimal stuff to talk about. And also, there's not many people to discuss with this kind of property investing. Uh, anyway, it's kind of some in the back corner. Okay, we didn't even, even aware of it. So nowadays, with lots of um, hope with purchasing, lots of research, you see, it could be someone like you, right? You, you, you have so much uh, data, the facts, or research back up research. Research back up the approach to purchase, which state where to buy. Right? Back then, we didn't have anything. Yeah, okay. I think it's such a big 
big point, right? It's like there's so much option. But do you think sometimes that also can give people information overload because of how much there is today? And do you notice more questions coming from your client base today than maybe they did in the past? Oh yeah, definitely. It's it's kind of a Google's a good teacher, a good or bad, <laughs> depending on how you look at it. And it it can be information overload, overwhelming. The thing is, we're gonna pick up which is useful, genuine, which the dressed up information or actually misinformation, right? This would be can be helpful or can be misleading. It it does require lots of experience and some experienced people to unpack them to show you, okay, this is what you need to do. This maybe we can do it later. Mm, yeah, and then that's where you get the different types of reverse engineering and the way you can find the now, the later, and then where your portfolio goes. And Eric, that's a really good segue from your personal experience investing to actually your clients. And one thing that you've had with now six years in the finance world and and more personally is you've seen great investors and go become phenomenal investors and you've seen starter investors build portfolios. I'd love to pick your brains about a few common things both outside of property investing and in property investing you noticed amongst your most successful clients with building a portfolio. Look, I can give you an example. This is, I saw them start from one house. Uh, now I have nearly, I think seven now. Okay. I think for the most successful uh, investors, for people who, who stopped at one or two, the main difference is determination, right? It, it's how determined you want to do it and how hard you mm. want to try. And when you mm. look at that determination, Eric, is it like these investors that's mainly created a plan and then that gave them the determination to go ahead? Or was it still kind of unguided with the plan and it was just go as hard as possible, save as much as possible? Where do you find like the channeling of the determination came from? Was it because they had clarity or, or was it more because they just uh, hard workers and, and hard savers and so forth? Oh, oh, look, I, I think it's a combination of both, right? Initially, they started, they really have a very clear plan where they want to go. And through mm. the process, they form more clear plan. Got it. Right. The tricky part is some people started, once you bought one or two, they think, oh, we have done well, I don't want to push hard, the risk too high, then they stop. But at the point where they stop, it's actually far a bit further away from what they initially want to do. There some people, when they started, lots of people say, I want a financial freedom, like $100,000 passive income per year. But with that, then you, then you reverse engineer it, it actually requires lots of effort. Mm. Lots of sacrifices, lots of strategies. Look, um, and also given the time, the finance environment for now, it's not that easy, but you can't give up. I remember yeah, I think that's a determination piece you're talking about, right? Like it's yeah. like, it's not going to be one property set and forget and, and it's done. It's more about that determination to the greater plan of how many properties it may take to get there. Yeah, let's look, give you an example. Look at yourself, right? Well, remember, first, we were talking only a few years ago. Look at now. <laughs> let, let, let's, look, let's I pinch myself cool. all the time. I pinch myself all the time, Eric. I'm, I'm grateful for it. Yeah. Yeah, you've you done really well. It's also sometimes it's the fear and the complacent, really. So what, once you, like, say, once people buy one or two properties, feel really, really comfortable, you know, oh, we have done well compared with the rest. We, we've been probably the 1% of the population. Let's complacent side. The other side of fear, look, if you're interested to go up again, if the tenant not paying rent, what are going to do? Let's think kind of turning point. Mm. Yeah. And that's such a big turning point, right? In terms of like when the outside of your control factors come in, it's the person then that will go, okay, I'm either going to let this outside factor control me or I'm going to control what I can control. And that's kind of what you're saying there. 
yeah, yeah, you summarized it really well. Thanks, thanks for that. <laughs> you are your wordsmith, Saji. The other thing I want to give back to my example, right? The, the client approached us like three years ago. So they released large amount of equity. We know we're going to buy quite a few. So then we spread the risk. We, we use that deposit purchase until so far seven now. Wow. Like three years ago, right? Three years ago, you know, that's before the COVID. So now I think they, they net assets, the increased net assets from the time when it started until now, I think it will be over one half mil net assets equity wow that's very very impressive i would think that's a huge result i mean and outside of i guess their determination do you find any finance strategies that you deployed were a key part of that as well because i think one of the common things you hear the younger audience and even just those in the starting their family phase they commonly talk about the difficulties of borrowing in today's world I obviously know there's that determination in their personal factors, but when you've looked at some of their finance and, you know, between your experience as a finance broker versus someone else who might be a new finance broker, what have you noticed some of the X factors that you help clients get ahead with? Okay. Look, when you do the investment, when you grow the portfolio, you need two sides, a deposit and a borrowing ability. So the deposit can come from savings or come from your existing portfolio equity. Your borrowing varies quite a lot. You can borrow from banks only, which is limited. You can use third-tier lenders, right? Like a first Mac, ResMac, Piper, even Liberty can expand a bit more. So look, again, pretty much everybody has a limited borrowing. It's not like you have open check and you can buy as many as you want. It's not. So the borrowing is a very precious resource. You need to plan well as well. Yeah. And, you know, Eric, when you say that, what it reminds me of the people who might be tuning in going, I went to my broker and they said my borrowing was X. That to me proves that it's not X. It's like it's X for this first property. But then with other banks, with other tiers, with other rental income, with how much purchase price, how much income next year, how much income the year after, what you're really talking about is that there's this world of lenders. There's this world of multiple policy, this world of what the property you buy. And that's what it sounded like you really talked about. It's like, hey, it's not just a one loan, one bank, one lender, and that's it. You're really giving that customer the holistic picture to get the job done. So that makes a lot of sense in terms of what helps and that you provide in terms of what you do. Now, when you do flip it the other way around, Eric, and you think of those who get pretty stuck with their portfolios, what do you commonly see the mistakes they make or maybe even some of the things they don't recognize on their journey? Look, I think um, for the people just we start as buying a home, they don't have the communication or experience share with other more experienced investors. They go for the cheapest rate, like some smaller, smaller lenders. Lenders, online lenders off the cheap the rate, but there's no other services available. Like say you want to raise equity, very difficult. Mm. You want to offset account rather than redraw, difficult. You want to split it along, not a chance. You want to increase borrowing, it's back force back for take very long time. Some banks are okay if you just want to buy or occupy home, nothing else, cheap the rate, that's fine. But once you start investing, you're gonna plan long term. Yeah, that's uh, such a key point. Yeah, I guess it shows that you mentioned the word long term a few times today. It's like long term with the holding, but also long term with your finance planning right? Yeah, correct. It works together, actually. Mm. And have you noticed, I guess, on this journey, a few particular things holding people back from what they're open to or not open to? Because I imagine on your desk, when you get different contracts and files and purchases, you see them from all walks of Australia, like from this state to that state to smaller purchase prices to larger purchase prices. Have you picked up some other things that you noticed the, the good investors versus the maybe not so good investors do when they're on their journey? That's a good question. Let me think about it. <laughs> I think the good investor, I think they, in terms of purchase the property or in terms of finance? Yeah, a bit of both. I mean, what you notice when they work with you on those journeys? 
Okay. Uh, let, let's talk property side. So I find a good investors look DIY. It's not as good as with the help from professional like buyers agent. Okay, because with the buyers agent, not 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 only only yourself, but some some others as well, right? You you probably one of the best. So you buy the good quality ones, right? You not only look at them, not overpaying it. You look at intrinsic value, okay, and also you look at the long term. Holding cost, which means less maintenance in a good location, and also good future growth perspective as well.、Mm. Right. So there's more of a holistic view than the typical investor does on themselves. That's kind yes, of what、correct. you're summarizing. Yes, correct. Correct. The always have a lots of experience. It's fine, but if they first started, normally they will say, "Oh, people talk about this area is good. People talk about that area is good. So I want to buy here." It's like wherever the today's news says is good, it's good today. Yeah, it's a go with the flow. Yes. <laughs> That's a pretty great research process, isn't it, Eric? For such a big investment, half a million, maybe more. <laughs> That's the research process many followed. It's a strange one, and I really want to make that one of my missions of mine: help people never follow that research process again. I do it quicker, Arjun. You know, you're gonna save lots of people. So, some of the contract come to me, you're kind of, kind of scared. I'm totally. Do you know what are you actually doing?、Mm. It's quite a scary. Some want to buy the, the old floor plan, new apartment. It's just making you feel. Do you really want to buy it? Do you know the implications? When you see all these off-the plans. And see these new apartments coming by, Eric. Like, there's obviously no shortage of these transactions happening. So people are falling for this all the time,、mm. buying apartments that haven't grown in three, five, six, seven years that look and feel good. I'm always intrigued to understand the other side of it. And by the other side of it, I mean when they're on the desk or Zoom or phone call, selling to Mr. Eric Wu, Eric, I need you to finance this for me. And they're going to make this decision, and obviously you can't stop them from making the decision. But they're going to go make this decision. What are some of the things they say are the good things about why they make it, even though me and you both know the results? Why do they keep feeling so comfortable with this?、Uh, look, I think it was sold part of it. Sold the idea as a tax benefit. Okay, huge depreciations, and also give the impression, look, the immigration is so good that you definitely would be rented out, and also some rental guarantee as well. Less with the inexperienced investors, less pretty much. They were giving the sweet appeal, but it's actually bitter inside.、Mm. The the rental guarantee stuns me. It's like, why would I need to be appealed by the rental guarantee when the country's vacancy rates are one percent and below? Like, what guarantee more do I need? Something must be wrong with the property if something needs to be guaranteed in this tight environment, isn't? That interesting, and I think this t- whole tax depreciation side, and I know you'd see this on the self-employed clientele, Eric, and the salary clientele. The self-employed clientele, many of them are scrambling to pay tax, to show tax, so they can borrow more. Otherwise, they get stuck.、Mm. And then you've got the other side going, no, 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 no. I want tax back. I don't want to pay as much tax. It's an interesting dynamic, and in how the dangling carrot of depreciation、mm. is more important to people than the wealth. And I actually. Have catch-ups regularly with someone. There was actually someone who reached out to a consultation to one of our team members, and it was a very interesting story. And great incomes, great professionals, great savings habits, great savings in bank. And then about seven, eight years ago, they'd hold a property in Melbourne, and that had been a unit, and it hadn't grown it much at all. For this, it's still the same value seven, eight years later. And you ask them about why did you make that decision? Tax guarantees, yes, shiny. Feels good, and then you ask them now, seven years later, if I say the same thing to you, do you still want that? Oh no, 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 we just want growth. So it's such a good hindsight of way you've shown that that that's the most common things they ask for. But when you ask them seven years later, eight years later, they just say, no, I just want growth, nothing、yeah. else, just growth.、Yeah. Look, you look at this, right? The seven years. Look at the opportunity cost. The seven years passed. Can you get a seven years time back?
can you get a seven years of the market growth back? Not a chance. Mm. Eric, I know you do a lot with investors, not just from financing, but you help them so much in terms of creating a community. And I feel communities are great places for everyone to communicate, whether you're a 10th property investor or whether you're a residential transition to commercial or whether you've just got questions about you know, finance or trends or your first investment property and you just want to speak to everyone, you do such a good job in the Property Talk Australia group on Facebook. Could you tell a little bit about that group, where that started, where that is today, how many members are there, things like that? Uh, because I'm part of that community. I really enjoy trying my best to help and answer some questions. But that group is phenomenal in terms of the great, I guess, vibes in that group and the actual information being shared. It's definitely something you've done. So hats off to you. Oh, thanks, Arjun. Really appreciate it. Look, it's not my work. It's We have um, an admin team of four of us uh, managing the group and also you, one of the great contributor as well. So we, we started a group from 20, 2017 or 2017 roughly. So now it's around about uh, 16,000 people there. We want just want to create a clean group. So no sales, no ads, not private messages. Look, you can, you can have someone to discuss property run and have a hidden agenda to invite you to, to some seminars to sell you something, right? Yeah, because all the admin team, four of us, we're all very experienced investors. We can pick up some rubbish, okay? <laughs> Sorry, we call it rubbish. They have something hiding behind it. So we will remove that kind of comment. So just a clean group, no ads. Yeah, and also you're a great contributor. Your regular posts have so much interest uh, from people. It's a great group. Oh, I'm, I'm proud of it. <laughs> and if, if I'm not mistaken, there's what, over 20,000 people in the group now or 25,000? Uh, no, not yet. Just over 16,000, I think. Phenomenal. No, that's a great community there. So, uh, Eric, that's Property Talk Australia in Facebook community group there, and they can just reach out, search for that group, and be involved if someone's tuning into this? Yes, please. I would love that as possible. You're welcome to, as long as you're genuine, not trying to sell people something. Amazing. Eric, and for those who want to reach out to you, who've heard from you today, and obviously experienced some of the things you've said about what makes a portfolio go well when those clients do follow it, and where the ones do make common mistakes, and more importantly, even just knowing you and your journey, uh, how can people reach out to learn more about how they can be supported by you and what you offer in terms of uh, finance strategy and finance support? Oh, thanks, Arjun. Look, we our business name is Real Way Finance. Real Way Finance. So you can Google our name. So there's, we have a website as well. You can leave a message. You can call me. You can get in touch with me on, on Facebook. It's all fine. We're happy to chat. We're happy to help you. We're happy to look at a portfolio, see whether, whether we can improve or what we can do about it. Fantastic. Eric Wu from Realway Finance and the admin as well at Property Talk Australia Facebook group. Thank you so much for joining. And if you're keen to reach out to Eric, that's the way to reach out to him at realwayfinance.com.au. And when it comes to Realway Finance, Eric's personally built a, an over $7 million portfolio across multiple states. But more importantly, he's helped investors from those to realize what's possible and those that have made mistakes, he's able to have those discussions with them and get them on the right path. So reach out to Eric at Realway Finance. Thank you so much, Eric, for your time today and appreciate it. Thanks, Arjun. Really appreciate it.